Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 121. And today we're looking at a subject that many of us have wondered about this. We wonder why bad things happen to good people. And this is exactly the subject that Jesus speaks about in our passage today. You know, we've spent, this last couple of years especially, I think, we have, um, we've really learned how fragile and unpredictable life is, haven't we? You know, we've, we've learned this last couple of years that things can just change in a moment. Some of the things that we thought were solid and secure are not, right? One minute we're going to work and going about our business and the next thing, it all changes just in a moment. And, uh, you know, one of the challenges of living in this precise moment in time is we've learned that the world is unsafe. And even if we knew this before the pandemic, we know it now at a different level. And so the question is, well, how are we supposed to live in this kind of unsafe, chaotic world? And this is what Jesus addresses today. Now, there's, of course, lots of things that can shake up our world as we perceive it. But there's nothing as fast as a calamity to get our attention. Have you noticed that? So if you get sick or if a loved one gets sick or you lose your job or there's some sort of violence around you, or a death happens, it really gets your attention. And often it causes us to stop and think, you know, what's going on? What, what, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to, well, it could be somebody you love, right? And so this is the question that, that Jesus was asked when a group of people around him tried to make sense out of an, a needless slaughter of innocent people. And the people around Jesus are trying to figure out, you know, they're trying to really get a handle on how to live with the, this unpredictable life. And what had happened was, this is from Luke 13, what had happened is that some people had gone to temple uh, to worship and they had been slaughtered. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, in the temple of all places. They went to the temple, what we would call the church nowadays, and while they were there, they were killed. Some of Pilate's soldiers came in and slaughtered them. Now let me read the text, let me read the the actual biblical passage. Some people told Jesus about Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. I remember in those days they went to temple and they uh, had animal sacrifices. So we have a glimpse here of, of what the crowd's thinking. They're going to Jesus and they're saying, hey, some people went to temple and Pilate, the local governor, his soldiers came in and, and they were killed. A tragedy happened. People were killed in the temple of all places. Why didn't God stop it? Why doesn't God do something about this? 
you know, well, maybe it's, they're thinking maybe it, maybe it's from God. I mean, if God didn't stop it, does that mean that, that it's from God? That's what the people are thinking. And it's, it's fascinating to see how Jesus handles this. Because rather than answer the question directly, he takes the conversation in an entirely different direction. And he certainly implies that we must not equate tragedy with divine punishment. Now, here's a, here's a common way of understanding God. It's common today, and it was common in Jesus' day, and it's wrong. It's inadequate. Here's the common way of thinking about God. The common way is, if I'm good, if I'm a good person, and if I do my best, and if I believe in God, I am going to have a happy life and everything will go well with me. And the other part of the thinking is, but if I'm a bad person, and if I'm a really bad person and I hurt other people, if I'm not good, bad things will happen to me. Now, this is a way of thinking about God that attributes everything to God. Actually, it's a very Old Testament way of, of thinking about God. Because in the Old Testament, this is before Jesus was on the scene, in the Old Testament, the, the ancient people just attributed everything to God because there wasn't any other explanation, they thought. So if something good happened in their life, they thought, well, this is really great. God is blessing me and all these wonderful good things are happening. However, if something horrible happened, if somebody died or somebody got sick or some other tragedy came, they also believed in the Old Testament, well, it's got to be God, right? I mean, there's no other like, explanation. Now, when Jesus comes on the scene, Jesus spends a lot of his teaching uh, clarifying or correcting how God is. Because it's very easy for us to get confused and mixed up about what God is like because we presume God's like us. And Jesus spends a lot of his time teaching in one way or another. God is nothing like people. <laughs> God isn't really like people. People are messed up. People are broken. And people have a lot of trouble. So uh, in many ways, uh, God is not like people, unless you take the very best of humanity, right? So this whole idea, if, I, if I'm good, if I do my best, everything's going to be okay with my life and I'm going to be happy. And if I'm bad, uh, things are going to just go downhill for me and it'll be disastrous. Not necessarily, not necessarily. There's, some lots, there's lots of bad, horrible people that seem to, uh, at least on the surface, have an easy life and get away with stuff, Right. So Jesus would say, no, this, this whole, that whole idea of thinking, if I'm good, it's going to be good for me, and if it's bad, it's going to be bad. No, he'd say that's an inadequate way of thinking about suffering in God. And this is the way that Jesus' listeners are thinking when that tragedy happened at the temple. 
So Jesus listens to their comments, trying to reason things out and figure things out. Why, does the, why do these horrible things happen? And how can it be? Why would people, you know, good folk go into the church and then they die? And it doesn't make any sense. And Jesus interrupts their thoughts with a question. And I'm going to read the text for you. I'm just going to read the line. He said to them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? He's saying, are you thinking that these Galileans, these people from Galilee suffered this way because they were really bad people? No, he says they're no worse. They're absolutely no worse than anybody else. But he says this strange line, but unless you repent, unless you change your thinking, you'll all perish as they did. So obviously it's like a warning, isn't it? So he takes this occasion, this local disaster, this tragedy, and then he starts to say, listen, he's actually, he's speaking about, he speaks about a spiritual tragedy that can happen. He said, listen, while you're thinking about all of this and why this happened and, and why they died and who's to blame, you can end up wasting your life. You can end up, well, he uses the word perishing. It's like, you can end up wasting your life. You can end up losing your soul. You can end up missing glorious opportunities because you're thinking about everything in the wrong way. You need to repent. Now that word repent simply means a 180 degree turn. So before there's any changes in our life at all, there has to be a change in our way of thinking, right? So if we get stuck in a rut in our lives in any capacity, if we feel like we're just stuck, we're stuck in a relationship we don't like, we're stuck in a job we don't like, we're stuck thinking about ourselves in a way we don't like, we're stuck about um, dealing with a family problem that never gets better, that there's a strong possibility we're stuck because we keep on thinking about the problem or the challenge in the same way. We just repeat the thinking. Jesus comes along, he uses this word repent a lot. It's a great word. It just means you have to start thinking about things in a different way. You have to allow the Spirit of God to be far more creative with you and allow you to think about things in a new way. He said, you'll, you'll, you'll all, you can all, perish and die. Now, most of us have seen this. We, we know people. We, we, we see people, we watch their lives, right? And we think, what a wasted life. Now, they're actually still physically living. But you can physically live, right? And you can still look upon someone and think, yeah, they're living, but that's really not a good life. They never really grew into all they could have done and been. They're still, you know, not living 
the best life that they could live. We all know people like this. So when Jesus speaks about wasting your life or throwing your life away, he's speaking about this kind of living hell, right? He's saying, you know, yeah, you can live, but that's not abundant life. So Jesus' listeners are all wondering why this awful thing happened. Must be from the hand of God, they say. Never mind that, Jesus says. Wake up and pay attention. Life is short. Life is fragile. It is certainly unpredictable. Of course you're vulnerable. Now, given these facts, how will you live? It's kind of like a reality check. Given this reality, Jesus is saying, how are you going to live? Yeah, it's a, a completely different way how Jesus deals with tragedy. It's a way of saying, listen, you need to think differently about suffering. Yes, there are tragedies in this world. How about letting that tragedy, that hardship, nudge you toward God? How about getting even closer? Yes, life is unpredictable, and it is fragile. And you know what Jesus would say? It is unfair. So, given that reality, rather than spend all your time thinking about how unfair it is or why horrible things happen to good people or maybe why horrible things have happened to you, how about taking the fact that this is the way life is and then saying to yourself, okay, how are you going to live? How are you going to live? See, there's good and there's bad news in this. The good news is, is that Jesus is teaching people's misfortune or our misfortune, your misfortune, are not, are not, it's not about God punishing you. God doesn't operate that way. Misfortune doesn't come because of your lack of goodness. That's not the way God operates. Somehow, People have got it into their head that God is like a person, right, who is full of revenge or violent or wants to get even or no. Yeah. Are people like that? Yes, they are. Don't think God is, God isn't like a person, right? So you're thinking in the wrong way. And if you start to think in the wrong way about God, you start to go down the wrong path. So Jesus is saying, while you're assigning blame as to why this happens or why it doesn't happen, your own spiritual life, your own emotional life is in jeopardy of falling apart. You know, you'll never grow up into all that you could be because you're off track and your way of thinking is unhelpful. Actually, Jesus spent an awful lot of time teaching our way of thinking about life and ourselves and people and our circumstances is completely unhelpful. And St. Paul, who wrote three quarters of the New Testament, it was the same thing. All changes come from the way we think about things, the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about others, the way we think about our past. 
So Jesus doesn't have a whole lot of time for us spending too much time judging and blaming. It's like, that's not going to move you forward in any way. We don't know why people do what they do. We can't see inside someone else's head. We can't be completely accurate who is to blame and why. So, no, this doesn't mean that we can't use our discernment and our common sense. But, you know, Jesus does warn often, don't make a lot of assumptions about people. Don't, pres don't presume to know, you know, why they are the way they are or why they suffer or why they made particular choices. We don't know that for sure. I mean, we can have a guess, but we don't know it for sure. So Jesus would say, don't spend a whole lot of time in that area. Instead, given the fragility of life, how are you going to live? Are you, given the fragility of life, are you attending to your own inner life rather than concentrate upon other people and why things happen to them and why they are the way that they are? Yeah, he didn't have a lot of time for assigning blame. Assigning blame, not, it's not going to move us forward, let's just say that. It's not, going to, it's not going to change us anyway. It's certainly not going to transform us in any way. So Jesus uses this question of why did this awful thing happen? He turns it around and uses it as an opportunity to move us to consider changing the way that we think about the challenges in our lives. And it really doesn't matter what the challenges are that we're facing today, because we're all going to be different, right? We're all going to be facing different challenges. So whatever the challenge is, Jesus is saying, okay, given that life is unfair, and given that life is fragile, and given that your life is unpredictable, given that fact, how are you going to live? Because your life is still a gift, albeit a fragile one, but it is a gift. It's a precious gift. And you get to choose how you're going to live your life. You get to choose that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can almost, he liked to use um, pictures from, like stories from gardens. You know, so he, he takes us, he uses a story from a garden and he says, um, imagine if you had a fruit tree and year after year, it wasn't giving you any fruit. What's the point in keeping it? Right? You know, you, you go to your garden, you're looking for your fruit tree to bear fruit, nothing's happening, it's just taking up valuable space. How long are you going to put up with that? Eventually, you're just going to pull that tree up and you're going to toss it, right? You're going to put it in the compost, aren't you? So he told that story, and it's a way of saying, you don't want to end up like a tree with no fruit, right? That's not why you're here. You're here to bear fruit. Yeah, you're the one. You're the one. You know, this is why you're here. You're the tree. 
that bears the fruit. You're the one that's going to be a loving presence in the world. You're the one that's going to bring joy to people around you. You're the one that's going to bring peace. And I don't mean just covering up and not saying anything. I mean, you're the one that's going to talk about it and really bring peace. You're the one that's going to bring goodness into this broken world. So don't get distracted by the cares of this world. Stay on track. Yeah, it's really a passage about, it's kind of a warning passage he's saying, you know. It's like you've got to stay on track. Don't get tied up with blaming and get worn out by the cares of this world. You stay on track and be like that tree that bears fruit. That's the call. That's why you're here. That's why you're breathing. That's why you're here on this earth at this time. It's like, oh God, yeah, there's the prayer. There's the heart cry. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful as I'm living each day. And I want to make a difference in this broken, fragile world. It is the prayer. It is the heart cry. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.